Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy people into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today, I'm very excited to welcome someone someone I saw on TV recently, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I know them from Twitter. Uh, please welcome to the mic, everybody, the gorgeous, the sexy adult content creator, Rosé. Hi, Rosé. Hey. Hello, hello. How are you on this fine, snowy Toronto day? I'm doing good, but very confused about the snow because yesterday I was out in no coat and I was screaming that yeah. spring is here. <laughs> <laughs> just screaming. Just screaming. I was, I was like, it's listen. here. It's here. It's everyone. It's here. I'm running around outside, haven't been outside in forever in weeks. And I'm like, oh, no, spring's here. I'm going to be outside every day. Oh, yeah, then, we had a couple it, days there. And then, yeah, when I first glanced out the window, I was like, oh, rain? I'm like, no, snow. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the snow just melted. All the snow just melted. Yeah, right? Oh, how heartbreaking. But yeah. hopefully it won't be too far off. Let's knock on wood on that. Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's, 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 let's say hello to the... When was Groundhog Day? That happened? Yeah, early March. Oh, did it actually what did happen? It say? I don't know because I, I feel like the world was falling apart at the same time yeah. and we just skipped it. I don't I don't yeah, maybe it didn't happen because of COVID. I, I don't think it happened because of COVID. I think the groundhog was like, I don't want any of you near me. Yeah. Fair. I don't know. We have no idea. I don't think I wanna know. I don't think I could handle the news of a long way. <laughs> No, on top of everything, yeah, it's good. It didn't happen. It's fine. I don't need to know. Next year, next year, I'll pay attention. Yeah. So um, maybe because uh, this is the first thing I want to pick your brain about is you being on this cool panel show um, with Brooklyn Heights, uh, who is hosting it, and you are on the panel with like a friend of mine who's also a drag artist. Um, I want to know, like, what? How'd you get on the show, and what was your experience with it? Okay, so, it was, I, oh, oh my goodness, it was such an honor during the pandemic. I got really fortunate and had Maggie's TO reach out to me. Yes. And I started working with them and doing a panel with them. So I feel that I guess I got, like, noticed around the community and I got approached about, hey, there's this queer show that's coming out. Would you like to audition for it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, like a hundred, a hundred and ten percent because I've always wanted to do reality TV. That's nice, something nice. I've always wanted to do since I was like a little girl. Like I was always like into like that type of stuff. But I what feel reality that shows I... were you watching when you were? Oh young? my gosh! What like were your faves? the Real World was yeah. like my dream. Like <laughs> I was like to live with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> and Big Brother, like I, yep. I always, I always love that. I always love seeing just people living, like the just people living in a house and doing different thing and hearing people's stories and overcoming different things. But yeah. being a sex worker, I found that it was kind of like 
people are telling me, oh, well, you can't have an acting career and you can't do a lot of things because, like, you're a sex worker. Like, it's not going to happen. Right, right, right. Um, that combination of acting and being in porn. So I was, like, really shocked that I was approached with it. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, 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 cool. I'll audition for it. No problem. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm probably, like, not going to get it. Like, I always feel sometimes I'm like, am I queer enough as a bisexual woman? Like, you know, do I do I even get priority on it? But I, I got it. Yes, <laughs> you did. It was it was incredible when I found out that our episode was about sex. It was like, yeah. okay, so I get to be on TV with a bunch of other queers that are amazing and influential and Brooklyn Heights, Queen of the North. <laughs> Queen of the North. About, yes. Queen of the North talking about sex. Like, yes. I love this for you. So since you brought it up, like this thing of... You know, you always being told that the fact that you're a sex worker is going to block, you know, your your dream to be in reality TV or to act and stuff like that. So were you like transparent about that since they saw you maybe, you know, we're assuming they maybe saw you on this Maggie's panel. So they uh, wanted you to audition fully knowing that you would be like a sex work representative on the sex panel. Yeah, so when I did my, so they asked for an audition tape first, it was like a three-stage audition, and they asked for the tape, and I said it right away, like, I was kind of like, I used being a sex worker as a way to kind of, like, force myself through the door, so it was like, even if they weren't sure about me, and the whole idea of having sex work, or if I would be someone they really want on the show, I was like, hey, like we need sex workers representation. I am a sex worker. I'm not going to hide being a sex worker. And I don't feel that I should be discriminated against because of it. Yeah. Because a lot of people are sex workers or have done sex work. Like it's just part of reality. Like look at HBO, like euphoria. We have sex workers on HBO. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing that, too. that we're on the show. So, you know, I was very transparent of it. And I said, like, I've told myself lately, I'd rather not get things being myself than yeah. hide who I am as a sex worker. Cause that's not going to help our cause right now. Hiding ourselves. No, if not you can, at all. like, of course, of course, it's not telling everyone that they need to be loud and proud for safety. I completely understand. But for myself, I am in a privileged position where I don't have to hide it. Yeah, I'm the same. That's how the same way I think of myself and my sex work persona. I'm like, I'm, I'm one of the people that can be open about it. So I'm fucking gonna, you know, I'm gonna right? like, be everywhere. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I feel like it's our duty. Like, how, how can we sit here and like, you know, reap the benefits and be all like sexy online and have these big personas? Yeah. And not also still be representing for our people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, it, it's the saying should be changed to with great privilege comes great responsibility. A hundred percent. I was like, oh, I'm just going to make porn. I'm just going to hang out here. Then I'm like, am I, well, I'm speaking on panels. I'm advocating what? <laughs> Hell, yes, yes, I love that. I love that. I also like, even before we, we talk about uh, what you talked about on the actual show, I love that um, you're involved in Maggie's and did a panel for Maggie's. What was the panel I, you did for them? It was, we were talking about, so it was, they were showing the oldest porn known in history. Oh my God. And yes, and then like, I'm so bad, I applaud, like, I wish I had remembered names of the people and different things, but I was on a panel with people that have studied archives and sex and things and like have uni- university degrees. Oh wow, cool. 
cool. And being on a panel and being able to like talk about sex work and we talked about all the laws that are coming through and the different things happening with credit card companies. Yes. Being able to talk about all that stuff was incredible like to a bunch of people that are like majors and you know people that don't really know like the frontline ends of it being able to have that opportunity and be like hey like this is what's going on. I love that because yeah and that, this is that's how it what usually all of us Mm-hmm. This is how it actually affects sex workers, because that's the, yeah. you know, unfortunately, the puzzle piece that's often left out of, like, you know, representation uh, of sex work in media. It's like an actual sex worker on the panel, you know, an actual sex worker being interviewed or sex workers producing the media or, you know, contributing in a consulting role. That's often what's let out, left out. So I love that that for that panel, it was like, OK, we have these academics talking about, you know, we're talking about the legality legalities of it so there's somebody maybe who specializes in that and then there's a frontline sex worker like yourself so yeah and I was able to learn a lot too like you know about the journeys of sex workers in history and the reminder that this isn't going anywhere we're just going to transition and the mm -hmm. influence we mm -hmm. had like I didn't even know that like madams like the power they had in their town and how the brothels and everything and the influence of sex workers from even back then. Mm. I was able to learn a lot and I feel like we need a lot more spaces like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm interested now. What what role did the madam play? Oh, like in there's a little, so in much a history. They said that the towns so like the communities that had brothels and like sex work was there, they were the ones that were like, our women vote. Yeah. Like they were they were all like, no, like our women are part of our community. There's like, so much history that's just been like shoved away and pushed down that we don't even know unless you study this stuff. And I think that that should just be like known things. Oh, man. Okay, now I'm wanting to like find out who you did that panel with and get them on this fucking podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll go through. I'll go through my emails. I am so bad with names. Oh, no worries. We can always we can always credit them after. Uh, yes, after, after I will. I, ap I apologize to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries. Um. Uh, like I, like I'm accepting the apology on their behalf. <laughs> I'm like, no big deal. <laughs> I say it's good, so it's fine. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have also. I should have also added to my intro. Hi, I'm I'm a part time bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love I, that. I, I I always like to like talk smart. Then I'm like, um, I don't remember. <laughs> I love bimbo. Oh shit. I love going into bimbo mode. That's one of the most freeing <laughs> things in the world. World, specifically as a topper dominant i love bimbo topping it's so funny i love you it. see it's so see, i that's appreciate exactly you and see yeah. you yeah <laughs> see you you exactly you understand it that's why i like i i totally appreciate you as a dominant yeah. because i love just like leaving my brain yes yeah totally oh my god i'm like um, i think too much <laughs> yeah that's me too right in my normal kind of like in how i go through life you know i'm very um, very much a floating head, just kind of going around, right? So I'm like, if this can be a space where I can just, yeah, it, um, access this other part of myself, you know, um, mm -hmm. that I don't get to very often. That's like really important to me and also so fun. <laughs> it, it's, it's so important. Yeah. So, okay, let's go on then to... Um, so tell me about like you got you know you started filming and what types of topics you talked about and who else was in the room with you tell me all about it 
it was just like it was just one of those things where it was just incredible just the fact that you're like holy crap like i'm sitting here in the bell studio yeah and we it was just like we got to talk so i will name everybody i will try to go through everybody <laughs> and <laughs> so we had canwar and then we had Justin, and we had Sean, and then we had Cookie, and Cookie Von C is a huge influence in Toronto and the queer community as well. And we went around and we just talked about sex. Like, we talked about what would you be your, I'm trying to go through everything and remember it all now, but like, we got to draw, like, what would be your dream sex toy. <laughs> I love that. Do you remember what yours was? Yes, it was. I did. I did like a dildo and added balls to the dildo that actually move. And I also had a wand on it. <laughs> because Love I'm like, it. okay, like, I'm like, I need some balls slapping in there. And it was like, we had great conversations about like, does dick size matter? Yes. And then, like, we found out that, like, majority of us in the room love kinky, degrading, disgusting sex. <laughs> and <laughs> Disrespectful sex, yep. Dis disrespectful sex. Disrespectful sex. And I think that was the wildest part. Like, I was comfortable, obviously, like, saying talking it about on it. TV and talking about it. But, like, I do know I remember seeing, like, a couple comments on Twitter about people's opinions on type of conversation and it's like well this oh, is get out of here this is part of our community i feel that like we deal with so much as queer people spending so much of our lives trying to like accept who we are when you start feeling the way you feel yeah. that it's like then having kinks on top of it is overwhelming yeah and it's a lot of intersections see, like it was it was so much it. being like okay i am attracted to women and i'm also realizing i love this type of sex that's seen as not normal and growing up catholic it was like whoa <sighs> so yeah so i'm like no we need to have these uncomfortable like feeling relaxed i'm like this episode that i was on felt very natural that everyone felt safe enough to express themselves and their sexuality and what they're into and like no one can judge that because this is like this was like a closed door conversation between friends opening up to the world and I think that's the realest thing to see on TV is people just being themselves. Yes, definitely. And like being in a safe space, you know, kind of as you alluded to and talking about actual queer shit and like actual, you know, actual sex stuff that you would talk about with your peers, with your friends, like you said, yeah. you know what I mean? So people can actually like get a glimpse into this like authentic, these authentic topics and conversations that we have with, uh, with one another, right? It's not this like watered down version that is usually presented in media, you know, on, on it, TV. It, it, exactly. It's a watered down version or it's romanticized, like, you know, and yeah. it's, again, it's, it's queer sex and queer sex. Like I can only speak for myself as a woman, but I know that like in the beginning of having sex with another woman, like you're more like for myself, I was shy about my body. I was worried about like sweating. I was worried about things. And it's yeah. like, you know, people hear these conversations of us being like, oh, I'm licking the sweat off of you. And like, 
like, I don't care. I want to, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you hear people where some people are like, I'm not into it, but it's okay. But again, it's like people get to see that it's like, it's not a big deal if someone isn't into what you're into or feels this way. You don't hate yourself. It's okay. There's lots of people that love that. Yeah, it doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong or that your it's body wrong. is wrong. It just That's is key. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. That is it. That's exactly it. There's nothing wrong at all. And that's all like I wanted to portray on TV is just yeah. be yourself. Have fun. Yeah. yeah, be yourself. You'll find your person. You know, everybody's not for everybody. But, you mm-hmm. know, you have something that is for someone. Yeah. 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 Did we even say the name of it? One Queen, Five Queers. <laughs> we yeah. don't think we said the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh my we, build, we build it and uh, we build yeah, it. Yeah. Over <laughs> like, like 15 oh, minutes. What, what show is what this? What the fuck what is the show, show called? This is the end. That's how we intro. <laughs> so bad at this <laughs> it's fantastic you're fantastic it's fantastic this, again real conversations right? that, was the, that was the best lead up to it that's how you do like a review for a show oh yeah so now we're talking about this yeah you do it in the style of the show authenticity yeah. hey this is authenticity i literally just rolled out of bed and my brain isn't functioning yet um <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I totally wait. I did a wake and bake, so it's amazing. Nice. That's why I also can't remember names. Maybe I should have done a wake and bake. I'm just like pounding like tea, pretty much. I like had my husband come tea. in <laughs> nice. I had my husband come in real quiet at the beginning of, rec- of the recording. I'm like, can you get me another tea? <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna have to do this again, and we're gonna have to do tea and wake and bake. We need to do a tea and wake and bake episode because I like that. Yeah, all the things at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have a glass of wine, also with the joint, and also your tea is ready. Hey, love it. I got. I have tea. I have coffee and water. I can do it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Um, another friend of mine. It's so funny. Uh, like queer circles are fucking small and incestuous. I also knew another person that was on the show, Trisha Black. She She's been interviewed on this podcast before. She's a comedian, um, a super, a super gay lady. She's the best. Oh, yes. I yeah. know who she is. Yeah, yeah. She's on television, too. My God. TV people on the Bedpost podcast. What is going on? Um, so, okay. I love this. Um, let's move on to, like, the type of work you do. And I'm curious, like... I, I love seeing your little snippets on, on Twitter. I'm curious to see, like, what's your, let's say, maybe how you got into this, uh, doing this type of work, if that's something you're open uh, to talking about. Hell yeah. So it's so interesting. So, like, I've been in some sort of sex work since I was a teen. I've always been in sex work. Yeah. And... Um, I was like working retail. I was always that type of person that like wanted to like work hard and build my way up into like corporate and be like such a good girl and do everything, yada yada. And <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. And then I was just never like I was always being passed up on opportunities, even though I was always like the best candidate and oh. It was just getting so frustrating. And then between that and then just being so sexualized at jobs, like just being harassed and every day dealing with it. Mm. And I remember like I ended up getting sick three years ago 
and and just dealing with a regular job and trying to go to doctor appointments and do all those things it was just not happening it was just causing me so much stress in my life and I literally one day turned to my partner when I was like on a work leave and I was like, I'm going to do porn. <laughs> in the kitchen, just in the kitchen. Like let's say it was a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to do and porn. I'm like, I'm going to do porn. And yep. he was like, okay. And did, like, he say, did he just say, okay? He's like, yeah, because okay. it's like, he, he knows me. He's like, there's no, if, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, there's no, there's no, and he also believes in me. So he knows that I'm not going to like, I'm not going to not take it serious. But I also had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. No did you know idea porn people? Did you know other people that have done this? No, because like, I am such a, I am such a like loner girl. Like, okay. even though I have like a big personality and I used to do burlesque, I am so socially awkward okay. and I'm just like really by myself. So I honestly was by myself. I only had like a couple like, online friends that were just in the like kink community that I met through like FetLife and they were like oh yeah like you could check out these sites but otherwise like I just kind of jumped into it with like no idea and I found this what did you start doing first so the first thing I did was oh my god so now when it's like you go back it's like so embarrassing (laughs) it's like you you (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, like, oh, my God, why were, why would we, I was like, I need you to record with me. So I was doing, like, the whole, like, Pornhub couple nice. thing. And, yeah. like, the, like, trying to post videos. And it's like, oh, God, what are we doing? But I also made, I also made a ManyVids account because okay. I heard that it was like, oh, like, it's a good site. It's ran, it's Canadian as well. I'm like, okay, cool. And I started getting requests for custom videos. Yes. That's where the money's at. I was like, I was like, I like, okay. And I was like, okay. Like, again, like I told you, like, I've always wanted to do acting. I do have a background in acting. Why not? Like, I guess I'll try this stuff. And it started going well for me. People, like, really enjoyed these role plays that I was doing, and I was like, okay, like, this seems to be a good thing, and then I had a bad experience. Then I had someone absolutely hate a custom, and the custom was... It was the hardest custom I ever did in my life, a boy and girl, and they wanted... I was stupid and young, and so I tell people, like, never shit on yourself when you start in any type of sex work and you make these big mistakes mm-hmm. it, it happens it's gonna happen it's a learning it's gonna happen. curve but like i was like desperate Aww. for the money and i obviously wanted people please and didn't want to upset my fan base the guy wanted like two cum shots in one video oh that's yeah. ambitious it was so hard did it and then he ended up hating it and then like <sighs> I was so upset about it. I put it on Pornhub as a like, well, what are we going to do with this video? Because I don't want to sell it to anybody because I'm embarrassed about it. It blew up and got featured on Pornhub. <laughs> so this guy was just a dick. This guy he was, was a an dick asshole. and he was just trying to get a free video from uh... me. But from that point, it was just like I started getting more traffic and then, yeah, customs. It was just the custom videos and the role playing just took off for me. And I realized that I was like, is this my thing? This is my thing. So <laughs> I'm not, I thought like, OK, I was going to be getting into porn and potentially working with other people and becoming like an mm. amateur porn star. But I'm like, no, I'm a content creator. Yeah. I like creating stories. I like writing things. Oh, I love that. Because there's a difference, right? Like, I 
I don't know if a lot of people, when they think of people do, that do adult content, that they realize the like these two different tracks you're kind of talking about. They They're very different. They yeah. do that. That is a big thing, and and it's always a conversation that it's kind of hard to have because I feel that when I try to have this conversation with people, they automatically assume that like I'm like oh like I'm above this. Like no, it's not. There's no above. There's no lower. There's just different types and. Yeah. Um, the porn a porn star for the most likely is going to a set has an agent yep. or you know even if they're not going to a set they're collaborating but it's just like you're going there you're filming one thing and you're done like you know I it's I essentially have... like you're acting like you're being like for say if it's um, like non-adult acting like where you just same idea you go up to somebody else's production you act in it like you do you know you you do your on-camera stuff and then you leave and and you're paid for it and that's you know you're an actor right yeah whereas like content creation it's like you're producing it you are the producer and actor and creator i, I and, have to set up the writing writer. I have to clean up that mess at yeah. the end of it. I don't, I don't get all it. All that cum lube, all that cum lube. Oh everywhere. my God. I'm so mad the cum lube stuff is selling so well. I'm so <laughs> it's mad. Shit. Yeah. It's, so, it's on my walls. It's on yeah. my floor. Like, yeah. it's just under the bed. I'm just, I just, I'm just like, why, why are you all so obsessed with cum? Yep. <laughs> I love come too, but like I don't need it in the video. I don't need it. I'll be okay. I'll be, I can. I'll be okay. I like how you mentioned that. Thank you for mentioning that, though. Of like, it's not like you know, one's one's better than the other of these two different kind of tracks. No, it, it's yeah. not. Thank of you course, for that. It, it, of course, it's not because I know myself personally. Yep. I do not have the talent to go and be a porn star. Yeah, that's, I, I don't. I don't because I can't get up and just go like on a Wednesday and go on shoot and have my mental. I can't guarantee yes that yeah. I can do that. So it takes a very good mental. It takes so much strength. Like everyone's different. Someone they would say the same thing about me. They'd be like, "Well, I don't know how you can set yourself up and have to look at yourself in the camera and yep. then film." Like it's the it, you know, there's both of them are both as valid, and I'm so grateful that I have porn stars that I connect with on Twitter and we both see each other as equals. Yeah, it's like We're different skills. Yeah. Because like, there was there was a porn star that mm-hmm. like I was obsessed with her, Abella Danger. Mm-hmm. I was really obsessed with that porn star. And then she made a comment a few years ago that she's not a sex worker. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she said that she works through an agency. I'm like what so I'm like, you know, we got to get rid of that whole stigma of if you're a porn star, you're not a sex worker. And there's di- like, there's difference, but everyone's valid and we are all sex workers. Yeah, we're all whores. Come on. We are all whores. We are all whores. We are. There's nothing wrong with being a whore. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's if that's the worst thing is like to have the swerfiness inside the sex work community. It's like, how is why? Oh, let's just all support each other instead. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't we don't oh, need to fight each other right. We now. don't need the infighting. Yeah, in we, the we community, don't. we're already a vulnerable community. You know, and so. people see that, and that's one thing that like really makes me sad when I see the fighting online. It's like stop letting outside people see this 
because mm. this is, you know, this is not validating us because someone will take that example and be like, okay, so they all want freedom, they want equality, and they can't even get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, but the, but it, that's really a thing that happens. What usually happens is like the um, people who don't have intimate contact, physical intimate contact with their clients, it's those types of sex workers who are down mm-hmm. on the types of sex workers who do have intimate physical sexual contact with their clients. That's usually what's happening. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's so shameful. Yeah. Like, so just because they do it with their partner and record and put it on Pornhub or they do solo vids or... Or they just do phone sex, or they just do camming, you know? But you're still giving yourself, like, and that's the one thing that really confuses me, because we're in such a, everyone claims spirituality now, like, we're in such a, like, Mm. crystals and, you know, zodiac (laughs) era, and that, and that means, okay, then that means you're spiritual, and you, and, and having virtual sex or doing anything, to me, when I'm by myself, I'm still, like, in the camera like giving hardcore eye contact so i'm giving myself so it's like you're still basically having sex with me you're still just as you're i'm still being a whore i'm still being a whore just as much as somebody that's being physically intimate with somebody else i'm still giving a part of me yeah like you're still showing up in all the ways you would show up if you were in person it's just yeah we can't it's not different yeah no everybody it's like we all have sold our bodies even if you're in a relationship you sold your body to get something from your partner before right 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 yeah yeah i think this is um it's interesting because it's just like even just the way sex work like we're doing sex for work so it's like if you're doing the sex with yourself and recording it or you're doing the sex with your like romantic partner and doing it on cam um or you're doing the sex with the client it's all sex work because you're doing sex for money like it doesn't matter who the sex is with like physically you know it's the commodification of sex so like i don't know just it just to me seems so clear in the words sex work it's like are you doing sex and are you making money (laughs) then you're doing sex work like if the intention is sex you know if the intention is sexual it doesn't matter in what way this looks you know Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 wants to officially announce that they are back open for business, baby, at 1989 Dundas Street, East Mississauga. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA, and they are super excited to tell you about their Sunday night fetish parties. To keep updated on their events, go to at Club M4 events on Instagram, or specifically for their kinky events, go to at Depraved events on Instagram. And of course, head on down to clubm4.com to see what a lifestyle club by swingers for swingers is all about.
remember when I started in this industry, someone said, listen, don't ever say that you wouldn't do something because it, it offers are sweet things happen. And like, you're going to, anyone that could say, oh, well, you're different because you're having sex with people and I'm not a sex worker and I this and that because I'm only with my partner. It's like, okay, but if you got an offer that was really good, that could change your life. You yep. know, like, don't say things because you don't know. You've never been in people's situations. That's what I'm getting at is I think that it really upsets me when I see any type of sex worker dog or down another type of sex worker for doing something when it's like you don't know their situation. Yep. You don't know what their bills are like and you're not paying them. So what does it matter? Because you don't you don't know. You yeah, don't how know. is You've it affecting you? How is it affecting not, you? Like, are, are you, is, you are care? you are you upset that you can't take that courage to just try that? Because maybe you want to, and you're again stigma. But it's like don't. We got to get rid of that judgment on each other. Yes, definitely. If there's something interesting. Um, I've been following this account um, called Con- Consent Wizard on uh, Instagram. She's fabulous, um, yeah. and. Uh, this this interesting different differentiation between uh, like in in consent, it's willing versus wanting, right? And she talks a lot about the spectrum of consent, you know. And mm. willing versus wanting is very interesting um, because it's that exact same thing. Uh, that you talked about it's like okay you know think of a shitty job that you've done at one point of your life like serving tables let's say you know or working that shitty barista job (laughs) you know with that with that shitty manager you know you quit because you were no longer willing to do that type of work for that wage right so you know maybe you ask for a raise so that you will still be willing to do this type of work, you know, and then maybe you would stay if you got that raise, you know, more hypotheticals. What if somebody offered you 50 bucks an hour to do that barista type work? Okay, so it's, you know, looking more attractive. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to offer you $500 an hour to do that type of work. Suddenly, you're, you know, suddenly it's an enthusiastic yes <laughs> to do that type of work because, you know, the, you are now, you're now willing to do that type of work for that, that price point. So it's like, I think at one point kind of, you know, and it's very subjective, obviously, what type of work you want to do for, um, what type of work you're willing to do, you know, for what price point. Um, but I think we all have our price, you know. Aaron could not agree with you more. I could not. I. I that. That is exactly it. And I will have no shame and always say I have a price. Yes, exactly. I have a price. Uh, there's a price for everything. There's yeah. a price for everything with me. I'm like, you can make my life better. Let's go. Let's do Let's- this. Let's talk. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. Let's negotiate. I love doing business. <laughs> I'm negotiating. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because this is the thing with like custom requests also, right? It's like, okay, here's the rate, you know, here's like uh, a rate for something that doesn't work require, you know, me to like outsource labor and go buy a bunch of shit. And it doesn't have a lot of cleanup. Like here's a rate, 
But you start adding in all of these things. Like we mentioned, we're joking around with the cum lube and whatnot. It's like, if you wanted me to do like a wham video, you know, with pies and shit where I got to, you know, the pies are going to be this much and then the Mm -hmm. cleanup's going to be insane and the blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Well, suddenly the price goes up and up and up. And then suddenly you want it filmed in a certain way where now Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get someone else to film it where usually Mm -hmm. I just tripod it. Mm -hmm. Then that's an extra cost. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, like there's a price like for a customer request they're like can you do this i'm like for a price <laughs> you know that that was something i had to learn the mm-hmm. long and hard way cuz that was it. it was like i had to i guess you know what i had to learn my value yes i had to learn my value and i saw a thread from sex workers and it was full service sex workers that talked about things i knew when I was a baby sex worker and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to make one of those in like two years. But <laughs> I, I definitely had to learn my value because I had to remember there's a prey. You have a price. Yeah. You have a price because that's it. You have to get somebody else to film. And yeah, and if someone wants you to like do that with pies, also the cleanup for you, the time that like, you might want to order food after. I started including that. There you go. We're not do telling it. them that that's what it's for. They don't need but to like, know. you don't need to know. But I was like, no, no, no. Who, who, who wants to cook after doing this to themselves? Like, I'm like. I want to order food. I want to put pajamas on and I would love a bottle of wine. Um, so the pies that I get because I have sensitive skin are yeah, $50 yeah. each. So yeah, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know shit. <laughs> especially, especially being in Canada. Oh my God. When, when a lot of my clientele are American. <laughs> my Canadian costs. I love it. Yeah, I read a really good, um, a really detailed thread on uh, on t- online content creators, and like, it was just a super long Twitter thread on like all the hidden costs of certain videos, right? So it's like the thread was just like you know if you're wondering why you get a different price every time even if you're ordering from the same creator here's why and like just talked about honestly like 200 different factors um that would um like make them charge more you know what i mean and it's like things that actually cost money that you're buying for the shoot and then things like emotional labor that's put into it more time like physical actual time um, I was going to say physical time. I'm like, ah, I don't know if that exists. Um, <laughs> but like all of these different reasons that it might cost more. Um, and like you mentioned, you're like, that's an emotional labor thing. It's like, okay, I know after I do a scene like this, I'm going to need to take the rest of the day off. Yeah. So like, I want to go back to that, Erin, where you talked about like, the emotional labor. Like, I want to make sure that we touch that before we run out of time. Yes, yes, yes. That is something that is huge. And I realize this as an online content creator that I've been able to also watch it happen and develop on Twitter with other sex workers mm-hmm. is a lot of people don't realize that when, especially if you're doing any type of hardcore content or as a soloist, you're like fucking yourself hard mm-hmm. or doing anything that's degrading or things like, yes, you love that, but think about it. When you're with a partner, you have aftercare. Yes. You have aftercare when there's somebody with you. Mm-hmm. When you're doing a solo video and you're doing that intense stuff, and then after you're done, you're just cold in a room. You're either covered in spit, you're wet. Yeah. 
you don't have anybody like you know like yeah if you're part you have a partner in a home they can help you but also like they don't if you don't talk about it they don't even know yeah. where your head's at and again if it was also a difficult shoot and it was just like, you're just emotionally tired and drained. And then you have to edit it. You have to do all those things. Like, yeah, having an emotional labor cost is important. Yeah, It's important. This is not, I think there's a difference. And I think this is also even can touch into when people were talking about the whole conflict of OnlyFans and subscription prices. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's not about anyone dictating price and your worth. I think we all just need to remember we need to include our emotional labor costs and and our self-care because we all deserve to make sure that we are able if we take baths that we can afford that freaking really good bubble bath that we can have the good meal that we could rent a movie if we need to like we could get a cozy comfy outfit that you have dedicated to like after filming that type of stuff like you can buy those blankets those sheets like we have to take care of ourselves after because i feel like my my mental health was like just so bad after and I had no reason to be feeling shitty and I would notice it with other creators as well like they would just seem sad and be going through it and I'm like because like we're not getting a lot of self-care after because like a lot of times people don't even message you back when to you know to say hey thank you so much for taking the time it was great you know oh yes that I know back in like eight months and be like, I loved it. And I'm like, well, where, <laughs> where the fuck were you when I needed you? <laughs> like, I know I look, I know I look strong, but like, I also need support too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely had that thing of like, where the did the person like it? Like, and you start doubting yourself. That's happened to me uh, lots of times where I'm uh, like, you know, sometimes you know they like it if they're a regular or whatever. But if it's a first time person and you send it. And it's like, got it. And then they literally don't say anything. You're like, did I? Did I? Did I? And then if you have like a bunch of other things to film that week, you're like, well, my brain. Do I suck at this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. It's like, I try to, that's why I try to now, if I'm doing things, I want to make sure that it's like, I can even make a little bit more from it. If I don't want to spoil myself, at least I have a little bit more from it that I can take the next couple days off to just... Yeah. Mellow out. It's finding the balance, I think, is, like, hugely important as a content creator because burnouts are not fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. And burnout is so real for content (laughs) creation. Like, you have to be pumping out the content. It's like, oh, man, if you don't schedule, you know, days off, schedule self-care, make sure you have got all all of these comfort items um, and knowing your boundaries, all of these things, right? You're going to just burn out so fast all the time. You're going to live in a perpetual state of burnout if you don't take care of yourself. I see it online every day, and I was like, I'm sorry, that's not why I'm in sex work, because that's giving me the regular work world, and that's why I left that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't desire a work life like that. I don't. I yeah. don't. Like, I want happiness. I want to be calm. I don't want to have a nervous breakdown by, like, 45. Like, I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do that to my body. Like, I want to find that balance where it's, like, I'm sustaining enough money, and I'm also taking care of myself. Yeah. And can relax, because we, a lot of us have health issues. 
Yeah, a Again. lot of times. Yeah, specifically with the online content creators. Yeah, um, a, a lot of us do. Yeah, a lot of disabled folks do. Online a lot of disabled work. folks. And it's like, we. why are we doing even more? That's not the mission. We have to. So it's like, we have to be pumping out content. But at the same time, I think we need to be like, focusing, making sure that we're focusing on ourselves. And I even find it with like, hearing about like TikTok and Instagram and all these like contracts. It's like, you have to be posting content every day. Wow. Every day and videos and reels. So they're doing more than me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They do, and they're not, they're not making as much, but it's just like, this is why I'm like, we have to be careful as adult content creators now with giving so much because I just worry about what the transition with all these sites starting to do these lifestyle things and wanting to include more social media feeds that they're going to want so much from us. More and more and more and more. Just more and more and more and more and more and more and more. For not for the same amount of money that we yeah and yeah. and that's why it's like we have to like find that balance and that's why like I I I just I just want more alliances I want more like communities for content creators I wish that we had more in Canada and that is something mm-hmm. that like I aspire to do here is like get that going with a group of people and we can have a board and start figuring out things to make sure that like. Our future for creators in Canada, at the very least, is good. That mm-hmm. people are taken care of and making sure people have mental health services. Definitely. Yeah, it's very important because this is a booming industry right now, right? And I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, we're all, we're putting out way too much free content. I do it. I know I do it. I do it too. You know, way too much. And like our labor we need to be compensated for our labor you know we do it seems like every you know a lot of kind of independent let's say like maybe creative jobs right now um require you to be a you know a social media influencer at the same time oh yeah to get your shit out there you know so it's it's doubling your workload you know. It's doubling your workload 100%, and yeah. I, I just feel like we're showing our cards a little too much sometimes online that we're scrambling because they know that. And then all these sites are like, ha, ha, ha. right? <laughs> yeah, and all these sites are like, ah, well, now you're going to do that. I feel like we kind of just have to take the ride if, like, these social media sites want to kick us off. Let it be. It just means that we're going to be able to focus on our more locked content. Like, people mm-hmm. will find mm-hmm. us. We're going to adapt. It's like I just... It's just, like, it makes me, like, really sad seeing with a lot... I don't know if you heard about it. Like, a lot of people mm. got deleted off of Twitter. Ugh, it's the one place we can be right now. No, it was, oh. the, engagement, it was the engagement groups. So anyone that was oh. part of an engagement group because it's against TOS... Oh, get, oh, good to know. No, I didn't know this. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't, um, I don't fuck with engagement groups, so I didn't know same, that. Same, so. I can't, it causes me anxiety, and I was like, <laughs> no. So, like, anyone, so it's like a oh. bunch of people were running engagement groups, because I was like, how come I can't get, like, all these, like, likes on my posts, and these people mm. have so many likes, it was the groups. Mm. So Twitter just did a big purge of people that were part of those, so a lot of people lost their account. Oh, and, shit, okay. And people have new accounts right now, and... They're just, like, pushing so much free stuff on their timeline to attract people. And I'm like, no, stop panicking. Like, take it back. Just relax. In a way, this is maybe a good time to find find yourself again, rebrand. But don't, like, push content that you had locked away for free on the timeline just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fuck. I get that fear, though. Like, mm-hmm. recently, like, my subscription site is actually Patreon. That's the one I use because I don't do, like, sexually explicit material. Um, I just do kink, right? So it can mm-hmm. be fully clothed, kink stuff happening. So that's allowed on Patreon. Or nudes that are not, like, sexual things happening, like masturbating and or... Um, or having sex or anything. So you can have nudes on there and you can have like kink that's not genital based. So that works for me. So I'm, I'm on Patreon, but you know, the odd time I get, you get a message that one of your posts is violating their TOS. Like you're like, <gasps> like, you yeah, know, don't me on. yeah. Like, cause that's, off, that's a big, big um, chunk of money. I, not to brag, but like, it's a chunk of money that I, no, please, of my income, please, please always monthly, brag, please. you know, so to lose that would be big if I lost mm-hmm. that. So I get that fear of like, you know, this is going to, my livelihood is going to be taken away from me. Right. And now I got to scramble to get it back. Like say, if I lost my Patreon, I'd be like, well, fuck, I got to maybe, maybe I got to, I don't know what to get traffic back on it. It is a scary thing. It is. It's definitely, it's definitely scary. And that's why it's like, I'm having a hard time picking a subscription site that I want to go work to. Like you. I've been yeah. looking at Fansly cause I'm like, I feel so secure on many of it, but I'm also like, I also don't want to just keep my eggs in one basket and give them everything. Yes. Because if that um, gets deleted, then you have nothing. Exactly. But like, they're the only ones right now that I can get away with doing taboo content on. They don't bother exactly. me because it's also solo. Uh, but it's like, it's so worrisome, like doing that. And I know what the subscription sites, it's all like wire transfers. And I've been having more harder time with my bank lately. Mm, fuck. Yeah. And that's where it's like, I was like, please, please. cannot deal with the stress of it. Just can't deal with the stresses of all this control and like what happens if I lose this but like you know we do we can't even think about it we just have to think yeah. we'll always adapt we'll yes. always adapt and the way I look at it now is we're gonna be part we're the generation of sex workers that are part of like a revolution that's happening and we're fighting like we're gonna be in history and we might as well fight freaking hard and not yeah. let anyone take this away from us because it, it starts with porn then it's freedom of speech like all the laws that they're trying to pass right now it's just like no one will have any privacy on the internet yeah absolutely no privacy and people don't understand that that it's like you can't do anything like you yeah you it's not just Google us. something. yeah yeah it's not just sex workers online sex workers porn that's going to be affected by a lot of this stuff it's everybody's the way everybody uses the internet is going to be affected so every everybody like you're think about it your employer or the government can know what you're googling and searching at like four o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep like <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> you can't you can't you can't have any private profiles like so all those people that are on swinger sites and they're on fat life living the doubled life like there are ashley no... madison people oh. out there yeah <laughs> there's, exactly there's, there's there's no more double life there's no more profiles yeah cheating there's no more doing any of that for anybody yeah yeah, I feel like that's the thing about like, you know, listen to sex workers, because usually it happens for us, you know, a few years before it's going to happen to everybody. So it's like, you know, if, if we're saying, you know, that our, our rights are getting taken away, our privacy is getting taken away, you know, we're getting booted off platforms like I, I know that for sure. Um, 
because I have like sex education, um, you know, s- social media accounts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, first it's porn people, it's like adult content creators, and then it's anything to do with sex, you know, like people, you know, sex education stuff. And then it's like any type of entertainment that's related to sex like burlesque like you know what I mean it just starts Mm. branching out and out and out from like from you know online sex workers to all these different facets and eventually it's gonna branch on over to a person just having a a personal you know social media account and it's now very 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 restrictive on how you can do that yeah I think because we're now at the point where the like spirituality accounts are now I think they put up a notice for yeah TikTok and stuff are like no like we're taking this off and we're not doing that and then I remember seeing it and I was like welcome to welcome to the club (laughs) and and I remember seeing comments and someone's like "Ah, hello sex workers have entered the chat hello welcome here's a seat here's a seat here's a seat here's a seat come welcome now you know how it feels we we knew this we knew this was coming but that's it this is all little branches and they're just like policing everything and it's just it's never gonna stop it's it's i'm really fearful and that's why if i can do everything in my power i would love to one day go back to school and get like psychology education behind me but i want to make sure that i'm here for like the future generation of sex workers because it really worries me i've seen it and now that i'm an older woman that was the stupid 18 year old girl that got dragged into these type of things but like the more we try to block independent creators and allowing people to see people do porn from their home or you know be independent as a full service sex work the more young I mean, I'm going to speak just only on women right now the young girls they are going to get caught up with older guys and sex trafficking mm-hmm. the, the whole just relying on a man to do things and be in these industries is just going to be pushed even more mm-hmm. because they can't do it on their own because they'll have no resources they can't promote on their own they can't do anything on their own there will always be young women that were like me that are going to be in situations where they need money yeah and our government claims that they're trying to protect people and protect children by getting rid of it on the internet no how about you figure out programs and intimate implement ways to talk to youth about these things don't push it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere and yeah. i just hate that it's being pushed underground because look at the war on drugs look at everything Mm-hmm. Now we push sex underground. That's a dangerous combination. Yeah, because it's not going away. Yeah, just like drugs. Yeah, just like any anything that people um, people want. It's always going to be in demand, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't you make it available safely? You know, why don't you protect the workers so that they can do the type of work they want to do safely Safe, to be able to provide safely. this stuff? Yeah, like safely, safely, harm reduction, so people, harm reduction, harm reduction, yeah. harm reduction. Safely, like, so people can hire people that are consenting to their kinks. Yep. Safely, so people can fulfill their fantasies with grown adults like myself online mm-hmm. in a role play situation versus mm-hmm. harming anyone or doing anything to anybody in the real world there's so many things that we do as sex workers and people don't realize the like psychological aspect of that and how much influence we have on people Mm -hmm. and it's just like 
we deserve a spot here. We deserve to be seen. We should not have to hide, and that's that. Definitely. The, the work we do is important. It's needed, you know? Um, and, yeah, there's, there's so much um, underneath this type of work that, you know, people that aren't in this industry don't realize like how much we do for people like Mm -hmm. you know how much we enhance people's lives how happy we make people um how we allow people you know to have a little escape to explore a fantasy and how deeply impact like to embrace their gender you know that their their orientation you know um to allow them to express themselves in this way. This is all stuff that like deeply impacts your life, you know, yeah. on a whole. It's important work. The, that's the, my, that's the my implications of the art type of work. Yeah. That's my favorite thing is being an escape. I think that's why like I choose to keep my social medias to as much as obviously if there are things that come up in the world, I do bring them up. But otherwise, like I try to keep my space as positive as I can. Yeah. And keep that fantasy and playfulness because I understand that a lot of the people that I have as like longtime clientele, they have things that have happened to them in their lives or they're going through it and they see me as their little escape, mm-hmm. their little muse and their fantasy. And I love that. It helps me too because then I can escape my world. Yeah. Like, I like going into a little character and having my own thing. And, like, she has no problems. Her life is great. <laughs> She's just a bimbo. <laughs> She's got She's no, just a bimbo. No thoughts. Yeah, no worries. No, no, no stress. She just, she just looks cute and just posts selfies on the internet. She's having a great time. Like, yeah. it's fun. I love being an escape for people. Everyone deserves an escape. Definitely. Yeah. Even if like you take, um, you know, this type of entertainment, this type of getaway fantasy at like the most surface end of it as like people do it for fun. People do it to get off. Even those things, those reasons, if you're, you know, um, you know, if you're uh, um, purchasing someone's services or content, like for those very surface reasons of just to get off, that's still really important. It's important to be able to get off. And that does wonders for your mind and emotional um, well-being and body. You know what I mean? To like sex is like to do it just for the sex um still makes our work important you know oh very important you know you know what i mean i didn't even realize how many times like corporate guys jerk off like in a day (laughs) until like i started doing sexting and these guys are freaking texting me at like at work at work (laughs) and they just need a nut and i was like all right I'm like I I don't, I don't even know like if I can walk into certain types of places and like even a do- I don't even like now I won't even look at a doctor the same like I'm like you probably do- go wash your hands go wash your hands right go wash now. your hands right now because I know you probably jerked off already now that I know all these things I'm like I'm going into these offices differently I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come I'm gonna have to come and take classes with you you're gonna have to teach me to be a dom. <laughs> Wash your hands. First order of business. Dominating people to wash your hands. Oh, my God. You uh, nasty boy. <laughs> so true. You little pig. Oh, my God. That's so true. It's like, that's so funny how it's like this lens of like, you know, people are usually looking at sex workers and judging us on all the shit we do. It's like, no, we're looking at you. <laughs> we're like, you know, we're like, we're only offering these services because you all want them you fucking freaks you know what i mean like 
you nasty little freaks. Like, I'm in pajamas, and, like, we rolled out of bed, like, basically the afternoon. Yeah. And, and you guys have been at work, and you're like, oh, I need to come. And I'm like, you are a freak. I yeah. go outside, and that is nothing. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm like, what am I going to eat? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's the thing of, like, yeah, you think, like, online sex workers, you know, are all just lounging around and, like, like expensive bitches, you know, in their lingerie. <laughs> It's sipping champagne all day long. It's like just nymphomaniacs. It's like, no, we are literally pajamas, like have not showered today. And we're in. Yeah, it, it's just funny. This fantasy versus reality thing of like oh the actual lives of sex workers, specifically when, online sex workers. Right. Yeah. When I have yeah. a sugar daddy and I'm like, oh, my God, I actually have to get up every day and it's pretend like, oh. that I'm cute. I'm like just trying to baby wipe my coochie because I don't want to shower and just have a quick like a hoe outfit on the side and just no face pics. Yeah. <laughs> no face pics because I don't want to put makeup on. That's literally no the only reason. No makeup. Then puts on a, then puts on full face makeup and just doesn't put on lashes and claims to be natural. <laughs> Yeah, it's a natural look. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing yoga. The girl next door. Yeah, my bed, messy bun. Yeah, I totally did not do yoga. I smoked a joint and have been laying on my floor. But yes, I did yoga yeah, and I yoga. went for a, I went for a jog. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And all I've been thinking about is you, baby. Yeah, oh, um, all day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we are basically at the end of our hour already. Oh, my God. This has been wow. such a joy chatting with you. Yes. <laughs> Is there places you would like to direct us to so people can give you money? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you can start with, you can follow me on Twitter at Daddy's Rosé. Rosé is spelled R-O-Z-A-Y, like my name. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me on ManyVids, and my username is also Daddy's Rosé. So you can just plug Daddy's Rosé into that search handle. Um, for me, folks, you should know where to follow me by now. I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. If you must go over to Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim or at the Bedpost Podcast. The podcast has a Patreon. We mentioned we're talking a lot about on adult content creation. Go over to my Patreon, folks. Lots of um, extra episodes. There's pics. There's videos. There's auto ero- uh, audio erotica. Um, that is patreon.com slash the bedpost show we also have a youtube page it's the bedpost show as well and i don't like to go an episode without mentioning the lovely lady who does the original music for my podcast stephanie copeland you can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com rose this has been absolutely lovely thank you so much for talking with me today thank you this was so fun it was so fun i hope everyone had fun listening to it we'll see you next week talking to another fun and sexy guest here on the bedpost podcast talking about sex and sexuality get fucked everybody goodbye this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar